Hey everybody, this is Liliana Milleva and I'm excited to bring you Menopause Made Easy, a podcast designed to provide you tips and strategy to navigate the changes in woman's body, mind and spirit with more grace and ease. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe and turn on your notifications so you are updated of each episode release. All right, let's dive in. Hello and welcome. I'm Diliana Mileva. I'm your host. I'm sleep expert and menopause coach. And today I have amazing guest Vanessa. Let her to introduce herself. Well, thank you so much for having me on today. I am a traditional naturopath, a master herbalist and homeopath. And I help women who are in midlife to reframe this time of their lives as a spiritual initiation into the most impactful and powerful time of their lives. And I do that through natural health, natural beauty, and natural movement. What that means, spiritual initiation? Can you elaborate a little bit more? Yes, yes. That's one of my favorite things to talk about. So as women, we go through many different transitions through our lives, right? And each transition that we go through brings opportunities for us, but it also brings challenges. And so a lot of the times when we are going through the challenges that are inherent during midlife, and those challenges come from every direction, you know, they come from inside ourselves, their internal challenges as our bodies are transitioning and changing. But they also come externally from our culture. For instance, in the United States where I am, we don't talk about menopause. And when we do, it's often very negative. And so we are conditioned to feel very negatively about this time in our lives. So that creates a lot of stress. And then during this time of life, we also often experience shifts in various areas of our lives, like in our careers. Sometimes we're ending a career or beginning a new one. Sometimes we find ourselves creating a new business. Oftentimes, if we had children, they are growing up and moving out of the home and we're empty nesters. Sometimes our relationships change. And so there's a lot of change externally as well as internally. And so these challenges are part of this initiation that I'm talking about. You know, in every initiation, there's always going to be some kind of struggle or challenge. And when we're able to step back and ask ourselves, what is the opportunity here? We can really delve deeply inside and look at the things that maybe we never had the time to look at before in our lives. You know, most of us earlier in our lives were focused on family, children, career, our communities. And sometimes this is the first time we've had to really focus on ourselves and ask ourselves, what do we really want in the future, in this next chapter of our lives? Which things do we want to let go of? And which things do we want to bring in? And so I find these challenges are really opportunities for us to decide what we want to create in this next chapter of our lives. It really opens up this place where we can connect with our own spirituality, our own intuition, our own inner healer, our inner wisdom to tap into that knowledge, that inner knowledge that we have to help guide us forward and decide what it is we really want for the next half of our lives. 
And so that's kind of in a nutshell what I mean by spiritual initiation. It's an opening. It's an opportunity to really get to know who you are and who you want to become in this next chapter of your life. Yeah, find the power inside and find the answer inside and heal from inside out. And I, I also believe that the, this age, this stage of a woman's life is the stage where they have the most of wisdom and the, and the most beautiful stage, I can say, because it's, uh, it's really time to go more inside, to share this wisdom with others. And I believe that when a woman becomes more harmonized, you know, all world is harmonized too. Absolutely. I think that... As you mentioned, there's so much wisdom that we have accumulated through our lives, through all of the experiences that we have had. And we're at a place now where we can really utilize that wisdom in a powerful way to not only help ourselves and elevate our own health and that of our families, but to really connect with community, to connect with other women and make the world a better place. Exactly. How does belly dance help with that? (laughs) Yeah, so one of the things that I do is I'm a professional belly dance instructor. I started belly dancing when I was about 20, so I've been dancing for over 32 years now. And one of the things that I love about belly dancing is that it is a woman's dance. It was created for women by women. It was traditionally only danced for women. And the dance itself tells the story of womanhood. And so all of the movements in belly dance were created and designed to help a woman's body to support her through the transitions she needs to make from first menarche through pregnancy and postpartum, and then through the menopausal transition. So the movements are actually supporting your body. They're supporting your pelvic floor. They're supporting all of your internal organs to better be able to transition. And in the Middle Eastern culture, where belly dance came from, it was a really beautiful way for the women of the villages and tribes to connect with each other. As I said, the dances were only performed by women. And only in ceremonies and gatherings for women. So the elder women were respected for their knowledge and for teaching these movements to the younger women. And they would dance for each other. And it was just a really wonderful way to connect as women of the community, as well as supporting your health. And one of the other things that kind of sets belly dance apart from other dance forms is that it's really body positive. It is accepting of all body sizes and types and ages and shapes. And I have done many other forms of dance in my life. And I can definitely say that a lot of other forms of dance are the exact opposite. (laughs) You know, they're very strict with the type of body that is encouraged and, you know, supported. And so I love the fact that belly dance is just really inclusive and really accepting of women as they are. And one of the things that I experienced through my study and practice of belly dance, and I also see in my students, is that doing these movements really connects you with your body on a deeper level. 
it enables you to embody the things that you're learning in your life. What I find is that women become much more confident. They end up loving themselves and loving their bodies in a way that they didn't before they started this practice. And the other thing that I find is for many women, it becomes a sacred practice, becomes a form of meditation. And that's one of the ways I love to use belly dance is as a movement meditation, because it really just, it puts me right in that zone where I'm connected to my intuition and I can hear the inspiration. I can hear, you know, what my inner wisdom is telling me. And it just, you know, it allows that same connection with not only your inner self, but with the universe that that many other forms of meditation provide. And so I love the fact that you get the physical exercise, you get the movement, you get the connection with other women in community, you get the body positivity, and then you also get this really wonderful form of meditation. It's also a way to express your emotions, right? If you have any emotions, you can shake it out. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, one of the things that's wonderful about movement in general, but especially belly dance with a lot of the shimmy movements that you do is that, you know, movement allows you to release energy. So if you have stuck energy in your body, and a lot of times as women, we have stuck energy in our womb space, in our pelvic area. And so belly dance allows you to just be able to release it in a really fun way that feels good. Yeah, I love that, that it supports the pelvic floor health because I teach also pelvic floor health in uh, yoga. And also uh, I know that it's very, very important in woman life in this age to take care of this. This is really very beautiful form to maintain this health with dancing. It is. It's a beautiful art form in itself. You know, if you've ever watched belly dance, you know, you can see how it teaches you to use different muscle groups and isolate them and then allow them movements to flow together, which is really wonderful form of exercise, but it's also very beautiful to watch. And unfortunately in our culture, it kind of has gotten a bad rap because it's been very sexualized, but belly dance is really it's sensual. It's very sensual. It's about sensing your body on a deeper level. And I think that the whole sexualization of it turns some women off. And I want to encourage women to, to maybe look at the history to understand that it really is all about women's empowerment. It's all about loving your body and loving yourself and being able to move your body in the way that a woman's body was made to move. So it is very, very beautiful for me. Yeah, absolutely. I love uh, watching. Uh, I sometimes am dancing also in the same way. I, I love this type of dance. <laughs> I simply love the, the rhythm of the music that is going together with this type of dancing. I think it's absolutely beautiful to watch. Uh, or if you can dance, even if it's more beautiful. So how you came to this combination of spiritual uh, initiation, belly dance, and then herbs? Right, right. Well, I think it all goes back to my story of healing myself of chronic illness. So when I was a teenager and young adult, I was chronically ill with bronchitis. I didn't have a very good diet growing up. And by the time I was 14, 
I was one of those kids that caught every cold and flu that came around. And each time it would go deep into my chest and turn into bronchitis. And it was about an eight week period every time I got sick from the time I came down with the cold until I was finally able to recuperate. And I was catching maybe four to six colds every year that would turn into bronchitis. And each time was about eight weeks. So, you know, doing the math, it was basically I was sick all the time. It was just the recurring downward spiral of illness that went on for about six or seven years. In the last couple of those years, I was prescribed antibiotics daily. And, you know, for those of your listeners who understand the consequence of taking antibiotics long term, that basically just totally decimated my gut flora and all of the healthy bacteria. And that just that just continued this downward spiral of health because my immune system had nothing to give back. And I was continually taking these antibiotics that suppressed my immune system even more. And so I was just getting sicker and sicker. And it really was affecting my daily life, you know, school and work and relationships. I just, I was too tired and sick to really be able to have a good quality of life in any of those areas. So it wasn't until my early to mid-20s that a friend asked me a question that I had never been asked before, and that was the turning point for me. That question was, is it helping? Nobody had ever asked me if this course of treatment that I had been following for years was actually helping. And I had never asked myself because I didn't know that there were any alternatives. You know, I was just doing what I was told. And when my friend asked me that question, it kind of lit a light bulb in my head. And when I realized the answer was no, this is not helping, that sparked other questions in my mind that I never thought of before. Like, well, if this isn't helping, is there another option? And, you know, does that other option, could that help more? Or are there multiple options? You know, it just, my mind just exploded with this kind of new, renewed energy to look for other saints, other possibilities that might actually help me to elevate my health and, you know, to reverse this process of chronic illness. And my friend said, well, I go to an herbalist when I'm not feeling well, and I could introduce you if you like. And so sure enough, in a week or so, I was ill again, and I went to see this herbalist, and she gave me an herbal formula to address respiratory conditions. And I was well in two weeks. And that blew my mind because that had never happened before. In two weeks, I was completely over that particular bout of bronchitis and I was hooked. I needed to know everything there was to know about herbal medicine at that point. And so that was really where this journey started. And every time I got sick after that, I was able to recuperate in less and less time, and my bouts of bronchitis got further and further apart and fewer and far between. And I can say now I haven't had a single recurrence of that in over 20 years. So that experience of being able to heal myself, you know, to be able to go out and find a way on my own to heal myself with chronic illness empowered me to change my life, change my lifestyle, you know, look at my food, my nutrition, look at, you know, studying herbs 
in a more serious way to look for other natural modalities. And through that, I ended up studying herbal medicine. And I ended up studying homeopathy and then finally kind of rounding out my education as a traditional naturopath and just using that to help other women because I see so many of the women who have a similar story where they are just seeing their health spiraling downward and they don't know what to do about it because they don't know that there are other options for them. My deepest intention is to empower other women to take ownership of their health by realizing there are lots of options. There are lots of natural options. And, you know, tapping into your own inner wisdom is a path forward to finding which of those options is right for you. So you do suggest some combination of herbs and different cases for these different symptoms. How you do first consultation and then you decide. Yeah, well, so I I see clients one-on-one But what I really love to do is to work long-term with them. I have a six-month program where we just are able to focus and go really deep so that they can truly get the results and the transformation that they're looking for. But we always start out with a consultation so that I can see their whole history and what some of the root causes might be. And that's really important because in Western conventional medicine, a lot of times we're just putting band-aids on things. You know, we're just saying, okay, you have a symptom. Well, let's just get rid of that symptom. But the symptom is there for a reason. You know, there's a cause of that symptom. And if you don't get down to that root cause, it's just going to keep popping up or it might pop up in other ways. And so it's really important to get a thorough intake and a full picture of what's going on with the woman and what has gone on throughout her health history so that we can start seeing where the root cause might be. And then often we will work with nutrition because even people who are very healthy and have changed their diet a lot, there's usually a few little pieces that might be missing that we need to really focus on. And then usually we will add either a flower essence blend or find their homeopathic constitutional remedy or add in some herbal formulas. And the herbs I really love because they can not only treat those symptoms, but the root cause. I mean, all of the the things I've spoken of can do that as well. But my first love is herbs because that's where I started. And I saw such wonderful results from it. And I know how life-changing it can be for women when they find the right combination of herbs for what they're going through. So oftentimes we will focus on liver herbs because during midlife, we often have a sluggish liver or an overloaded liver because our liver not only has to detox everything that we put into our body, but it also has to metabolize all of our hormones. So in midlife, we often have a lot of fluctuating hormones. We often have a lot of cortisol from all the stress we're going through and the liver has to metabolize all of that. So it can get overworked. So there are some great liver herbs like dandelion root and milk thistle and burdock root. And those can help to nourish the liver. A lot of times during midlife, women are experiencing so many different symptoms. Sometimes they think they need like a detox or a harsh cleanse. 
And I really like to kind of frame it as, you know, what you really need in midlife, I believe, is nurturing. You don't necessarily need anything harsh, anything, you know, like a really strict detox. But what we need is nourishment and nurturing. We need to love our bodies. And so I like to focus on herbs that are really nutrient dense that can really nourish the body. And those are herbs that can do that for the liver. And then the other thing that, that we often focus on are the adrenals, because when we have all this stress and we've got all this cortisol running through our bodies, our adrenals are the glands that a lot of that cortisol is being produced from, and they get fatigued and overworked as well. And so we often use adaptogenic herbs to help support the adrenals. And for women in midlife, oftentimes that might be something like ashwagandha, or it could be some of the medicinal mushrooms. But also I really love nettles, stinging nettles, and particularly nettle seeds. And a lot of people don't use the seed of the nettle plant, but they are very specific for helping the adrenals and the kidneys as well. And so finding those particular herbs that are going to support a woman in her unique situation is really important. So you need somebody who can personalize it. But those are some general recommendations. Thank you so much. What is the one thing that you want to uh, leave our audience that they can start implementing right away to help themselves in a natural way to start to see some changes and alleviate the symptoms of menopause? Or maybe there's a lot of suggestions for her specifically, but maybe one thing that they can really remember and try to implement right away. Well, I think one thing that I really want women to know is that you can take ownership of your own health. You don't have to depend on somebody else because you do have that inner wisdom that can help guide you. And one of the best ways to start to reduce your symptoms during midlife is to focus on lowering those cortisol levels through mindfulness and meditation, things that will help your body to naturally relax. And there's so many different ways to do that, that every woman can find one that resonates with her and really works for her. For me, it's belly dance and it's breath work and it's being outside in nature. Those are some things that really help me to just calm and be centered and focused. But for another woman, it might be yoga or it might be Tai Chi or, you know, it could be gardening, could be, you know, guided visualizations, but just find that one thing that just helps your body to relax and be in the present moment and be in that state of gratitude. And that will start shifting things. If you can do that every day, even if it's just a few minutes every day, that will help to start shifting not only your hormones back to a better state of balance, but your mindset, your emotions, your, you know, on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual level, it will start balancing. Yeah, finding one thing that in state of gratitude can help you to feel more balanced. So grateful to be here with me today, to have, uh, have you today in this show, in this episode, where the people can find you. My website is herbsofgracehealingarts.com and you can find me there or I have a thriving Facebook group called You Can Feel Marvelous in Midlife Naturally 
and I give a lot of support. And it's just a great community where women support each other through the space of life. So either of those places you can. So thank you so much to all listeners to listen uh, today our episode. It is wonderful guest. And I hope you keep listening, like and review our show and uh, share this information with your loved ones, whoever you think it's needed most. And uh, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into Menopause Made Easy. You can check out more episodes on Apple, Spotify, eHeart Radio and your favorite podcast apps. Check out the show notes for any website linked to this episode, including where to connect with me on social media. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications so you'll be updated of each episode release. And visit me at menopausesupportacademy.com for all podcast updates as well. Appreciate you dropping by.